The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, and Happy New Year! Welcome to Nick and Roy's Bloopers and Best of 2021. Today, we look back at 2021, a year that was chock full of totally useless information. And because we're talking about Nick and Roy here, bloopers, of course. We will also count down the top 10 news items from your favorite feature on the show, news from around the world. Let's start our look back at a news item that received an honorable mention in the Totally Useless Information News Awards. We call this one the Big Enchilada. In August of 2017, a kitchen worker at a Texas juvenile detention center noticed a strange delivery. 375 kilograms of beef fajitas. It's an item that they never served at the detention center. Turns out that since at least 2008, so for about nine years, the prison's food services administrator had been ordering fajitas for the center. But instead of them going to the kitchen, he sold them to a nearby restaurant owner and pocketed the profits. Six days. How many years? Nine years he did this. 326 kilograms or 826 pounds of beef. That's where the beef is, all right? Six days after the delivery that Gilberto Escamilla failed to intercept, he was oh, arrested. Well, that's a good thing. And now we know why he ordered fajitas. Why? What was his name? Gilberto Escamilla. Yeah, yeah. He ordered the fajitas. Did he get any tacos with that, too? Or He was arrested. Oh. Okay. He's married to a woman. Her name is Anchilada. <laughs> <laughs> He was arrested swiftly, ending a decade-long $1.2 million crime, okay? Escamilla pled guilty to the theft by a public servant who was sentenced to 50 years in jail. And one of the people that were brought up at the trial was this very old lady. They uh-huh. walked her up to the stand, and the judge said, what are you doing here? And she said, where's the beef? <laughs> <laughs> what was Gilberto Escamilla's wife's name again? Anne? Anchilada. Anchilada. <laughs> Anchilada. And they have a lovely young man, a uh, son named um, Guac. Guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So for for almost a decade, he, sold, he stole $1.2 million worth of beef. That case has been all wrapped up. Wow. Wow. And they have, and you know, he has a brother whose name is Jimmy. Jimmy Changa. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is now I'm in the mood for Taco Bell. There are 18 topics that Nick and Roy cover on the show. But of course, the most interesting, titillating topic is sex. Don't worry. Nick and Roy are always careful when they talk about sex. What's your major? In 2014, UC Berkeley survey found that arts and humanity majors have the most sex. Art, right. Arts and, and humanities. humanities. If you major in art, is that even a course? 
arts. I mean, well, arts. It is a course. Apparently, it's an intercourse with them. But arts and humanities majors, <laughs> <laughs> arts and, and humanities majors have more sex, while science and engineering majors had the least sex. Surprise. Of course Surprise. they did, because they yeah. have pocket protectors. Yeah. And then also, <laughs> the Band-Aids on their glasses gets in the way. <laughs> oh, and by the way, of course they do. Here's further to that study in 2014 at Berkeley. Over half of the engineering major respondents were virgins. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. In college, I was a male model for the arts, uh, for them to draw <laughs> naked male models. Yeah. You wonder how this whole thing starts out, right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> it's all about perspective. Nick and Roy. Talk about some of the very fascinating inventions that make our lives better. Let me introduce you to Blow-Z. It's a handy tool for blowing out birthday candles without spreading germs all over the cake. The Blow-Z is essentially a hollow plastic tube with a fan at one end. When you blow into it, a sensor detects the airflow and activates the fan for a comparable burst of air. Ah. Meanwhile, the germ-laden... <laughs> the germ, the germs go around the tube and gets thrown back towards you, so you infect ah. yourself. The only thing your potential germs con- come to contact with is yourself. The blowzy. Ah, the blowzy. I I thought I purchased one of those in one of those sex shops. <laughs> it was called the blowzy. <laughs> it was, was the name of your. Bl- never mind. I don't know. I think that was a vacuum cleaner. I'm it not really. Was sure. the name of your sex doll? Blowsy. <laughs> Betty Blowsy. <laughs> it's no hazel, it's Blowsy. Oh my God. You're listening to Nick and Roy's bloopers and best of 2021. Certainly, one of the most talked about segments is the last one on every show news from around the world. Let's start our countdown of the top 10 headlines from that segment. Number 10 is. Cozy Duck's Nest. In 2019, 33-year-old Betsy Ross, no, not that Betsy Ross, but she was at a park in California with her family when they found a duck's nest. All of the eggs, sadly, were smashed except one, which Ross's children begged her to save. She popped it into her sports bra to keep it safe. After some research, she decided her best option or her breast option, was to leave the egg pressed against her body. Boy, wouldn't you want to be an Mm. egg right now? She nestled it Mm -hmm. for more than 30 days, placing baggies of warm water under her chest to raise the incubation temperature, among other things. Eventually, the duck began to peep, and after difficult hatching, it survived. The bird bonded with Ross, so she fashioned a carrier for it out of a headband. What did they name the duckling? Chester. (laughs) Here's number nine. Bear bites, babe's butt. An outhouse is probably a good place to be if you're going to have the um, crap scared out of you. Shannon Stevens visited her commode in Chilcot Lake, Alaska. Turned out to be a heart-stopping... Let's stop for one sec. Yes. Chilcock? Chilcat. Chill cat. Oh, I'm chill sorry. Chill cat Lake, Alaska. Well, I, I think the I think the listeners are going to think it sounded no, like chill cat. I'm apologize if I wasn't enunciating. Because I was breaking out the thermals just thinking about it. But go ahead. <laughs> it was a heart stopping experience at the outhouse. Probably a little bit painful. The moment when she came 
butt to face with a curious bear. What? She, she was says, in the outhouse? She says, I just sat down and the thing bit me right away. I jumped up, screamed, and screamed to my, for my brother. Eric Stevens came running over from his yurt on his property when you heard yurt. it's one of this like a little tent it's like a little oh. uh, outdoor tent okay when he heard his sister scream he ran towards the outhouse and found his sister with the puncture wound on her butt <laughs> she was still standing there with her pants down he said wait a minute the That's, bear was in the hole yes what how, what he bit her and got out well, hold on up let me read the story let me read you the news I, I, i'm still in the yurt <laughs> she was still, <laughs> she got hurt in the yurt she was still standing there with her pants down, her brother said. What bit you? Where is it? And boy, you look hot. No. And she said... In <laughs> That's strange, but yes. go ahead. Dear penthouse. No. She said, the bear is in the hole. Her yeah. brother... No, Jesus. It gets worse. <laughs> no. Her brother shined worse. the headlamp and opened the, the lid. Was like, well, bend over. There you go. <laughs> I can see him. No, not that hole. <laughs> and right there. <laughs> okay, he's so, still in the hole, the bear. <laughs> so he took the lamp and he shone it on the hole. And right there, the level of the toilet seat was a cinnamon, a cinnamon-colored bear face. Cinnamon. Why? <laughs> he was probably white before he went into the hole. He was only cinnamon because he was in a, a poop hole. <laughs> My God. He, the, guy, the guy actually gave a color. Go back in the girt. <laughs> so here he was. He was his face it was big enough to fill the hole, according to the brother. The yeah. siblings bolted from the outhouse in fear. Returning to the yurt to treat Shannon's wounds. Yeah, because you know when a bear's around, you always want to have at least one inch of gauze to protect you. <laughs> one inch of canvas. Yes. You know? That's really a lot of protection against a bear filled with poop. <laughs> it was a cinnamon-colored bear face. A wildlife, a wildlife biologist, uh, Carl Koch, with the Alaskan Department of Fish and Game, who investigated the incident believes Stevens encountered a black bear but isn't sure if she was bitten or simply swiped with a paw. Oh, but Koss yeah. said that he's never heard of something. Might have given her a good spanking. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, spank me again. It's smoky. He's like, don't do forest fires. And hey, baby. <laughs> Back that up. <laughs> she's, got a, she's got a boo-boo on her butt. <laughs> the experience has changed the way Shannon will approach her outhouse. If nothing else, she says, I mean, I'm definitely going to look down in the hole next time. Yeah, she's going to have some bowel problems from the future on. I mean, really. I've heard of snakes coming up. Yeah. Rats in the toilet. But a cinnamon-colored bear. <laughs> you know the why? Cinnamon-colored oh. cinnamon bear. He was looking for cinnamon buns. <laughs> Too bad it was his sister. <laughs> no. <laughs> and not just some strange girl. <laughs> yeah. Again, dear penthouse. That would have been interesting. Our motto on the show is listen, laugh, and learn. Sometimes you learn stuff you thought you never needed to know. Get ready. I'm about to blow your mind. Okay? Just like the blow like Betty. Betty? Like, like Betty, Betty Blowsy. Yes. <laughs> Betty Blowsy. Now, I know you're wearing headphones. So all of you in the audience, I, I, we're going to do this all at the same time. I want you to take your finger and put it in your ear mm -hmm. and scratch it. 
Yeah. Listen to that sound. Try it. Yeah, I'm okay. doing it. Yeah. It sounds like this. The Pac-Man Waka Waka sound. Oh, wow. So if you take your finger and you scratch the inside of your ear, it sounds just like the Waka Waka sound as the uh, little oh, man. Oh, no, Betty. No, no, Betty. He said ear. <laughs> Science has always been an important part of our lives. In this best of highlight, Nick and Roy talk about the slippery dick. Now, now. Get your minds out of the gutter. Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. He was nothing in science, science, science. The slippery dick. What? The slippery dick is a fish with a curious yeah. name. And it, it, they got, it got its name from the ability to escape okay, from wait, nets and wait, pounds. Now, wait a second. Yes, yes. Hold on. Yes. You're going to talk about the slippery dick. Yes. That's the name of the fish. Have you tried to hold the slippery dick? Well, the reason why it has its name, <laughs> because its ability to escape from nets, all right, from the hand, and by aid of its quickness in moving in its slippery surface. They couldn't name it something else? No. Like slippery it... Harry or the Slippery <laughs> Joe? They had to name it the Slippery Dick. The Slippery Johnson. It can be found yeah. from North Carolina to Bermuda and even Brazil and even the Gulf of Mexico. Wait a minute. So if you go down to Brazil, you can give the slippery dick to somebody? Exactly. Now, <laughs> people who live in Bermuda. Hey, if I'm swimming in the Gulf of Mexico, which yes. is right outside my door. That's right. You mean to tell me I'm swimming with the slippery dick? That's correct. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll race you. Now, the, the people who live in the Bermuda Islands do not eat this fish. Because no. they have superstitions, and they believe that if they eat the slippery dick, no, they will what? lose. Say it again. Say that one more time. If it, the inhabitants of the Bermuda Islands do not eat this fish because they are superstitious, and they believe that if they eat the slippery dick, they will lose all of their hair. So you're thinking, I'm, I'm follically challenged. <laughs> so, How many slippery? So I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Nick, yeah. and I'm thinking you're eating a load of slippery dick. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm follically challenged. Does your wife know that you're eating the slippery dick? If you go to nickandroy.com, I'm interrupting you intentionally. If you go to nickandroy.com, you, you click on the page and you'll see our picture, okay, uh, which is a damn uh, great picture, if you ask me, of Roy and I, friends for over 40 years, you'll see that I am follically challenged. And it has nothing to do, nothing to do with the fact that I eat slippery fish. Dick. Speaking of the slippery dick, when you crack a whip. <laughs> <laughs> what a great segue. The word crack a whip. Yeah, the word crack a whip insinuates the noise. Whoosh, and that sound is the tip of the whip. The tip of the whip is moving and traveling faster than the speed of sound. And just like a jet plane that travels faster than the speed of sound, it makes a sonic boom. Well, the crack of the whip is the little microsonic boom that the tip of the whip is making. So next time you hear, whoosh, that is actually a sonic boom. Excellent sound effect, by the way. I thought for, that you were, actually had a whip, that you were cracking that whip. It sounds really, really authentic. Whoosh. Nick and Roy are truly podcast professionals. Listen to how accurately they pronounce things. All right. We all know what sharpnel is, right? You know, people usually uh, when they get blown up is because they get hit with sharpnel. Shrapnel? Shrapnel. 
Yeah, I'm real sharp. Until we hear speak <laughs> until, until we get marbles out of our mouth. Uh, Francesca from Columbus, Ohio writes Dick Dick. Dick <laughs> She writes you Dick. <laughs> I like Dick. Nick and Roy will be back next week with fresh and brand new episodes of Totally Useless Information. To access the full library of episodes and to send an email, go to nickandroy.com. That's nickandroy.com. We continue our countdown of the top 10 news headlines from the segment News from Around the World. Number eight is Amish DUI. Today's news item comes to us from the Trumbull County Sheriff's Department in Ohio. Mm. They came across two Amish men operating a horse and buggy while drinking a 12-pack of Michelob Ultra. Really? And blasting music from a stereo on a routine traffic stop. Wow. So that would be a a D-U-H-B-R. D-U-H-B-R? What is that? It would be driving... While horseback riding. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should take a breathalyzer test. Deputy Eric Harm Hermsdorf. He's like, leave me alone. I got to go home and make some uh, fireplaces. <laughs> That's right. And furniture. He encountered the site when, according to WKBN News, signaled that the two men of faith pull over before 1 o'clock in the morning. So these derelicts were out not only drinking Ooh. and blasting music, but 1 o'clock in the morning. Now, ah, what was the horse doing out at that time? <laughs> <laughs> when Deputy Hermsdorfer requested they stop their buggy. Uh, what was his name, Hermsdorfer? Hermsdor- Eric Hermsdorfer. The unidentified men leapt off and ran into the woods. And left the horse. That's and right. And above and mentioned. The, wait, and the residue of the Michelob. That's right. And the horse, by the way, speaking of the horse, continued to trot down the road until. The police oh, stopped it. No, there runaway horse. That's right. Not a runaway train, this but a runaway horse. This is why they invented ABS brakes. But go ahead. What happened to the horse? <laughs> so, horse, so hold on. Did burger jump on? And uh, no, it's Hermsdorfer. According to the sheriff's office, there were open bottles of alcohol in addition to the 12-pack of Michelob Ultra. Oh, these guys were hammered. They were. Nobody has come forward to claim their belongings, including the horse and buggy. The Wait a minute. So yes. now they have the horse. They have the buggy. Right. They, the guys got away. Yes. And they confiscate the horse and buggy. That's correct. Could you imagine going down to, like, the police evidence room and there's, like, a horse in there? <laughs> and a buggy. <laughs> how long is, how old is this evidence, horse and buggy? Could yes. you go to the auction? And be like, yeah, we got ourselves a really nice horse and buggy. Do I hear $10? And sold to the man in blue and a case of Michelob Ultra. Sold to the man with the black suit and black hat on with the Michelob bottle. <laughs> One of the most useful inventions that we've all used is petroleum jelly around the house. As Nick and Roy discover, there are many applications for it. Robert Cheeseboro invented petroleum jelly. Hmm. Petroleum jelly, which a lot of people are very fond of. What they do with it, we won't be discussing until later in another show. But you put it on your lips to keep your lips moist? Yes, it works great as a, a lip balm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it also works great as a butt balm. 
<laughs> it depends where you put your lips, yes. If you're an ass kiss, it works great. <laughs> yeah, petroleum jelly, the favorite, the number one petroleum jelly for ass kissers. <laughs> Recommended okay. by ass kisses around the world. Let's check in to see what number seven is on our countdown to the best news headline from around the world. Mayday, Mayday. A flight from Washington, D.C. to Dallas had to make an emergency landing after passengers noticed a burning smell coming from inside the cabin. The oh, geez, what was that? Was it the stewardess came down and said, would you like the beef or the fish? Today's fish is slippery dicks. <laughs> <laughs> you mean flight attendant, right? Not, not stewardess. Stewardess is 1947. Uh, the I still call them stewardess. <laughs> the flight landed in Nashville where the authorities were called. The source of the burning smell was found by bomb-sniffing dogs, not bump-sniffing dogs, bomb-sniffing dogs. Burnt matches were found at a female passenger's seat. After a lengthy questioning by the FBI, the woman admitted to lighting the matches on the flight. Well, you see, she laid a rather pungent fart. To mask the smell, she lit matches. That didn't work because the smell was so persistent that the peculiar smell was the combination of the fart smell and the matches. Oh, so maybe she sharded herself (laughs) and and there was a residue and it just kept going. Who know I like I tell you, when I get in a plane I think about that all the time. And I think that's why planes have seats with stripes on them, so you can't tell. <laughs> when the plane touches down, it goes, you know, like that leaves a little skid mark. Well, so does some people. <laughs> this woman sharded herself in the plane. The people were probably happy to land in, in Nashville. They were like, and, and Nashville, home of the smoked products. <laughs> That's so true. That's right. <laughs> and this woman's starting probably all the way. You, the, the FBI's not too bright either because this woman's walking off the plane and the scent is going with her. That's right. It's a ling- she's walking it, off the plane. It was a lingerer. Yeah, I didn't know. No, but hold on. Hold on. Now, please. No, yeah. no, come on. Don't be so cruel. She claimed she had a medical condition that causes her to produce these smells. According to a spokesperson for the Nashville airport, there were no charges laid as there wasn't any malice intended. Well, there were farts laid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but no malice was laid, just the farts. When the plane was deemed safe because they checked it all out, the flight resumed to its original destination, Dallas. The woman, however, was not allowed back on the plane. Of course not. (laughs) She's volatile. You're listening to Nick and Roy's bloopers and best of 2021. Number six in our news from around the world countdown is the banana thrower. A man in Florida is accused of shooting another man who threw part of a banana at his truck during a road rage (laughs) incident, according to police. Robert Lewis shot the guy. Say it one more time. A man is accused of shooting another man who threw part of a banana at his truck during a road rage incident, according to police. Robert Lewis and Peter Sala Jr. allegedly got into an argument while driving down U.S. Highway 19. Mm. Following the argument, Sala Jr. reportedly drove past Lewis and threw the banana at the side of Lewis's truck. Did he have two ping pong balls attached to it? <laughs> Did he have what? 
that would have been two ping pong balls attached to it. That would have been highly insulting. That's been right. Like, yeah, yeah, take this. <laughs> At 100 miles an hour. So Lewis was sitting in his truck, was allegedly armed with a handgun. Oh! Shot at Salad Jr. Was the banana peeled or was it whole? Was it frozen? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. What I don't understand is it's allegedly armed with a handgun. Well, what did he shoot him with if he shot at him? Maybe the banana. <laughs> <laughs> he grabbed the banana That's and pointed right. at that. And a banana split. The bullet... Don't you point that loaded banana at me. <laughs> That's right. So the bullet shattered the right front passenger window. Salah Whoa. Jr. suffered a small, non-life-threatening laceration to his leg. It was from, not from the bullet, from, from a piece of glass fragment, fragment from the banana. That, that struck him. No, not the banana. He, he, he had a laceration on the side of his buttocks from the banana. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Laceration on his leg from the broken glass. Now, that would, that, that would piss me off if a guy pulled a banana out of his buttocks and threw it at me. <laughs> I wouldn't stand for that. I'd shoot him, too. <laughs> Lewis was arrested and is facing charges for shooting yeah. a... De- this is what he was arrested for. He was, yes. he was charged with shooting a deadly missile into... <laughs> you let me tell you something. I eat beans. I don't even need to throw it. I just feel like... Yeah. He was charged with shooting a deadly missile into an occupied vehicle... And criminal mischief. Is this the guy with the gun or the banana? Which Lewis, one was charged? Lewis. Hold on. Um, the guy Lewis, with the gun, right? Right. Right. Yeah, that's right. Because he but shot. They said they said the guy with the banana was probably charged for releasing deadly shrapnel, banana shrapnel. <laughs> yeah, that's that was the problem. Lewis was arrested, facing charges. Uh, he is booked into the Pinellas County Jail on the $12,000. Pinellas County. Sounds yep. about right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hello, people who are listening in Florida for the time being. He was he oh. was held on a $12,000 bond. And according yeah. to. Oh, 12 grand. This yeah. is. Let, look, folks, let me explain something to you. Florida is the most great. It's the most amazing place in the world. That's where Roy lives, yes. People come here from all over the place. They come here from New York, okay? Right. Our news program is like. Welcome to the evening news. Today, a man was arrested for allegedly dropping a bubble gum wrapper on the street. Okay, in New York, it's like, welcome to the evening news. 84 people were murdered in the streets today. Fighting over. news is ridiculous. Man throws banana. Yes. But according to court documents, he's going to appeal it. The number five headline in our news from around the world is the bull semen thieves come again thieves oh no oh no thieves thieves targeted a farm in southeast minnesota that contained an unusual and surprisingly valuable item bull semen what the austin daily herald reports that a canister containing seventy thousand dollars worth of bull semen was stolen this is bulls Semen. No bull. Yes, bull semen. Come on. Come on. It was (laughs) $70,000 worth was stolen from a barn near Leroy on the border with Iowa. How much semen is $70,000 worth of I don't know. They weren't in the Navy. Nick, is this bull? No, no, it's not. (laughs) Mower County County Sheriff Therese Amazi told the newspaper the canister was taken from the farmer's unlocked barn. Well, there you go. You have that much... Valuable bull who semen. Who Why would keep, you leave the barn door unlocked? Who keeps semen unlocked? 
I mean, if you're going to save your semen, you might as well lock it up, right? I mean, it's got to be worth something. And they think it possibly took place between 11 a.m. and 3.30 p.m. on an Easter Sunday when nobody was on the property. Wait a minute. Yes. So they did it on a holy day. That's correct. Between when? 11 a.m. and 3.30 p.m. If you... Uh... How did they narrow this down to, like, a time? Is that when people go stealing bull semen? Is I it don't like... know. I better get up because <laughs> i got to go out and steal some bull semen. <laughs> now, this is an unusual but not unique crime. The Washington Post reported in 2005 that $75,000 worth of bull semen was stolen from a farm in Maryland, explaining that the difficulty in procuring and storing bull semen... Coupled yeah. with the animals sometimes reluctance to breed yeah. leads to yeah. high premium on the because, goods. Because bulls are not really sexy animals or aramis at that, uh, uh, even. No. So I guess to get them excited and stuff, I, I don't know what you'd have to do. I mean, stick a couple of horns on Heidi Klum? I mean, I don't know what you do. Now, police have no suspects at this stage, and the case has been handed over to investigators. <laughs> you got to hand it to them. <laughs> They're going to get more bull semen. So basically, Do they have to take a sample of the bull semen to figure out? That's right. <laughs> Hold and, on a minute. I got to get a sample. That's right. So they asked a couple of bulls here. They showed them a, like a, a copy of Playboy, and then yeah. they wanted to check the sample. The they showed them a copy of Play Cow. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you talking about? The one cop said to the other cop, hey, stop being a jerk. <laughs> Wow, look He's, at... What are you talking about? I'm trying to get a sample. Play, play cow. Look at the udders on that one. Uh, police <laughs> I don't no suspects. Yes. But anyway. <laughs> so apparently, according to police, the, key, the thieves came and went. The number four headline is Wrap It Up. An Idaho man recaptured a Guinness World Record by... actually men in Idaho, but go ahead. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're disguised as potatoes. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. An Idaho man, a.k.a. Mr. Potato Head, recaptured a Guinness B- World Record by covering his wife's body in plastic wrap in one minute and 2.44 seconds. She da- was most maybe a big woman. David, well, <laughs> da- <laughs> he wanted to keep her fresh. So he covered her in how much plastic wrap? Uh, hold on. Let's see here. David Brush is his name. He has broken more than 150 records to promote STEM education. Originally set in 2019, he covered his wife in one minute and 57 seconds. Really? Yeah. Did he write the date on her with a Sharpie mark and put her in the freezer? (laughs) He's like, she's been good in there for six months. I'm telling you, all I have to do is throw her out and she's perfect. (laughs) Right? right next to the chicken nuggets. Russ said it took nine rolls. Now, this is the answer to your question. It took nine rolls of plastic wrap to practice for their latest attempt. So it's not that he did it once. He kept practicing and practicing. He practiced. And this woman is, was probably asphyxiated by the time they got her. She's a little bit, don't worry, she's a little bit stiff, but she'll wrap just perfect. So he... So, his original record in 2019 was 1 minute and 57 seconds. They refined their technique and got it down to 1 minute and 2.44 seconds. 1 minute and 2.44 seconds. The reason was while he was practicing, he said, you know what? Something's missing. And the guy said, yeah, rap music. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He was listening to rap music as he rapped his. <laughs> wow. They 
Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I said, hotel, motel, wrap her up again. <laughs> Did you know that there is a place in the world called nowhere? Well, Nick and Roy found it. The most remote place on Earth is Point Nemo. Officially called the Oceanic Pole of Inaccessibility, Point Nemo is 1,000 miles from any land in any direction. Point Nemo. Point Nemo. Literally, Point Nemo is in the middle of nowhere. Like, literally, in the middle of nowhere. By the way... Well, it's got to be in the middle of somewhere. It's in it's in Point Nemo. Right, no. It, Point Nemo is in the middle of nowhere. I mean, Point Nemo is somewhere, but it's in the middle of nowhere. But being that they called it Point Nemo, it's no longer nowhere. But no... Okay, nowhere going... is a place that's nowhere. I'd like to call a, like a place nowhere. <laughs> where are you going? Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> really? No, I'm asking you, where are you Actually, going? Actually, I'd like to open a bar called Nowhere. This way the husband's, the wife goes, yeah. where are you going? Nowhere. nowhere. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when he gets there in a hurry, he's going nowhere fast. Anyway, so by the way, Nemo in Latin means no one. Ah. So that Disney movie, Finding Nemo, Finding No One. That's, well, wait, if Nemo went to Point Nemo. Right. He would be no one going nowhere. Right. <laughs> and that's something. Yeah, we went there. We will get to the top three news headlines in just a moment. But first, it's obvious that Nick and Roy may still be stuck in the fourth grade. The stamen, which is the penis-type portion coming out of the, like, a lily. You ever see a lily has, like, a looks like a, like a little peepee coming out of it? <laughs> <laughs> is that the official, is that scientific yeah. stuff here? Is, folks. is this the botanical version of? Is that the botanical name for the yes, peepee? Yes, the old peepee. <laughs> Isn't that what you did a lot of in high school? What? No, 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 no. I I was known to have my peepee brushed, but <laughs> no, brushed and polished. Okay, decorum in three, two. <laughs> <laughs> too late, too late. Yeah. Here we go. The top three headlines from news from around the world. Number three, the neighborhood pooper. A small town jogger is in deep doo-doo after being accused in a serial public defecation case, according to police oh, in Fishers, no. Indiana. No, you mean he was dumping while running? Uh, authorities have said they've cracked the case of a woman who was pooping on neighborhood lawns during her early morning jogs throughout town. Not even in the woods. Nope. Out in public, dropping yep. a deposit. <laughs> neighborhood lawns. Several residents recently shared their stories about their serial pooper with the local broadcaster. Uh, they call her the pooper. We have lots of names for her, says Angie Kylie. Last week or the week before, she did it in three or four different yards down the street. Wait a minute. She's got a lot of poop. <laughs> right. Every she other did yard. Three or four different yards. I mean, did she do like like one log per yard? I don't know. It didn't. They didn't measure it. Did they? Right. That's another thing I need to know. <laughs> I mean, did she, was it a pile or was it a, a single poop? Kylie added that the deuce dropping delinquent the always dropping. <laughs> <laughs> that might answer your question. The run dumpster. <laughs> Deuce dropping delinquent. Wait a minute, I lost yeah. my place here. Hang on. Wait, yeah, wait a minute. What are you doing? Lawn. Get off my lawn. What was it? The Clint Eastwood movie? Get off my lawn. 
So the dues dropping delinquent always comes prepared to clean herself up. No. Yes. She toilet paper. She, she leaves behind her discarded toilet paper behind her. Could you, you imagine know. her running, though, and she has, like, the roll attached to something beside her? Like, you know, it's perfectly set up, too, where it rolls from the top. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She does roll the toilet paper properly, which, by the way, is from the top. Police did not lay any charges against the woman, though they say she could still face them in the future if of she does. Of course they didn't. Would you want to bring her in, put her in the car? No. And then, boom, there's, there's this paper bag there and a whole load of crap. She will she'll be visit, revisiting the, the police station if she doesn't get her crap together. Wow, wow. She was like, well, I'm just uh, getting myself ready for the marathon running the Hershey Highway. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. The Statue Penis Thief. A town in southwest France has come up with a solution to stop thieves pinching the penis of the statue in the park. Yeah, penis pinches? Yes. The seat, no, no but meaning if, they they lifted them. Like they removed just them. Just statues or do they pinch other people's penis? No, just the statue. The seaside like, town. Is this like a problem there? Because I may go to France and I don't want to go walking through the park and have my penis pinched. It's been a long-running problem. There are three meters. enough my pee-pee was brushed in the last episode. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there are three-meter statue of Greek mythology's divine hero Hercules. Three meters? How long is that? No, no. Three meters. What's the nine feet? Nine, there's a nine-foot penis hanging no, off the statue? No, no, no. It's the statue of, of Hercules is nine feet. The statue's nine oh, feet. Oh, he's yeah. got a nine-foot That's penis. right. This statue was... I, I would imagine that. Hercule, the statue of, her, of this divine hero Hercules was the statue was erected in 1948. That's the problem. They erected <laughs> it and it went to nine feet. It was probably nine inches when it started. It keeps getting his penis removed by vandals. It's only now that this is the systemic issue, in words of the mayor. Nick, I'm so confused. Was it originally a screw off penis or did they just lop the concrete <laughs> off? <laughs> sure, there's no information here in this in this story, but but the mayor says that they found a solution. I ah. wouldn't want anyone, not even my worst enemies, the mayor said, to go through what happens to this statue. No. So they've come up with the idea of a removable prosthetic that can be attached to the main body for special ceremonies in the park. Uh. So when ceremonies happen, they screw the new penis in? That's right. The new dimensions, by the way, of the prosthetic penis remains on... Un- new dimensions. It sounds like neuter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bob Barker. Uh, the new dimensions of the prosthetic penis remains unknown because they don't want to give out too much information. Yeah, well, they're going to probably gratify Hercules now. I would like to know how big the original penis was. Not that I'm interested in the no. size of the penis. I no. just want to know how big of a penis these people like to pinch. Because <laughs> if I go to France and I'm walking through the park, they may look and say, there's a penis to pinch. Right. <laughs> Instead of being a penny pincher, a penis pincher. There's a lot of them there, Nick. There are. <laughs> so according to the local paper, they've reached that's out. Where, that's why. Now I get it. I'm sorry to interrupt you again. Yeah. But you walk through the park and they say, do you speak French? And I say, wee oui, wee. Oui. And they go, beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happens. And now for the number one news headline from around the world for 2021. Call her Eileen. A Columbus one-legged woman is facing felony charges after police say she kicked an officer while 
being arrested in a Dublin bar, okay? The one-legged woman was arrested and charged with kicking an officer. It started before 8.30 p.m. on May the 5th at Urban Meyer's Pint House in Dublin's Bridge Park Development. The bar manager called police to report that she was very intoxicated and she refused to leave. When the police arrived, the manager told officers that he had been asking the woman to leave for over an hour, actually, and that he was willing to press charges for criminal trespassing. She just wouldn't go. Police identified the one-legged woman as 35-year-old Patricia Callahan. We'll just call her Eileen. Eileen <laughs> Callahan. Callahan. <laughs> Callahan. Eileen Callahan refused to li- to leave. She got the to bar. the bar. She got to the bar early so she could get a leg up on everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> and oddly enough, her boyfriend's name is Neil. So, <laughs> so she refused to leave the bar because she insisted she did nothing wrong. So she quickly points out that she only has one leg, as if the officer couldn't notice it, right? So while taking Callahan into custody, an officer asked if there was anything in her pockets that would stick or hurt them. She goes, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Hold yeah. on. Yes. In her pocket. In her no, pockets, yes. You said pockets. In her pocket. <laughs> in her case, it's pockets. It's just yes. one pocket, yeah, one with the one leg. Okay. She goes, quote, yes, I have five things, and I got one leg that will poke you. She responded. Ooh. Yes. The old poker. Uh, apparently referring to her yeah. prosthetic leg. While at the I think jail. She, I think she would do much better in a waltz. It's a little slower than a poker, but go <laughs> <Okay>. ahead. <laughs> While at the jail, police say Callahan initially refused to get out of the cruiser. After she eventually got out, officers escorted her up the steps towards the jail's door. As we walked up the steps towards the door, Miss Callahan swiftly... Did they escort her up the steps or did they drag her up the steps? <laughs> they escorted her up the steps. That's right. And she wasn't too... And she drag her up the steps. They no, she wasn't kicking and screaming. She was kick and screaming. <laughs> it's just one leg. Yeah, she wasn't too happy. She tried to make a run for it. Didn't get too far. Uh, Eileen Callahan, we'll call her Eileen, although her name is Patricia, but Eileen Callahan was charged with misdemeanor counts of resisting arrest, obstructing official business, and disorderly conduct. Thank you for joining us as we look back at 2021. To listen to the complete library of totally useless information, visit nickandroy.com. Starting next week, Nick and Roy will continue with totally useless information. There is more exciting stuff coming your way, including more special guests, new topics, and more useless fun. From all of us at Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy, stay safe and have a healthy new year.